Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. 2 Kings chapter 6. chapter 6 and we're going to pick up at 15 and read fifteen, sixteen, and 17 and then we are going to read 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 for the word this morning. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and hosts come past the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? I'm sure he was a little more exuberant than I am reading it. There's an army that in the middle of the night had shown up and they had surrounded the city and the servant of the Lord, servant of the man of God, saw that the army surrounded the city and he went to the man of God and said, what are we going to do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. I thought he was seeing before. Come on. And he saw. Somebody say, he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people. I pray thee with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject, a matter of perspective. Amen. It's a matter of perspective. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. 
while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Is that confusing to anybody? Amen. I want to preach to you this morning a matter of perspective. Why don't you lay your Bibles down? Lift your hands to the Lord this morning. Close your eyes. Nobody's watching you. Just you and the Lord today. Just ask the Lord to speak to you. Come on. Tell him, I need to hear your voice today, Lord. I need direction. I need instruction. God, I need guidance, Lord. I need a word from your mouth, God. I pray, Lord, that you would utter your voice in this place. God, speak to every person under the sound of my voice. Let the word go forth, Lord, over the live stream and minister to every person, God, watching by way of live stream. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray that your anointing would saturate us today, Lord. Saturate our minds. Saturate our spirits, God. Help me to preach the word, Lord. Help us to see and to hear and to understand what you have to say to us today. Lord, we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. It's good to have Brother and Sister Burris with us this morning. Amen. Why don't we welcome them? Glad that you're here with us. Uh, known them for many years. It's good to see you. Amen. A matter of perspective. What is perspective? I think um, really everything comes down to perspective. I think uh, everything that uh, that uh, that that every path or or every circumstance, whether it turns out good or bad, it all comes back to a matter of perspective. Amen. Uh, whether we, we, we deem things as good or bad comes down to a matter of perspective. Somebody say amen. Perspective is a point of view. It's the angle through which you see or perceive something. Perspective is based on position. Somebody say amen. It's how do you see it? Anybody ever been asked that? Or you see it from where you are. Amen. If I was to go around this church this morning and, and I was to tell each person, I want you to draw a picture of your perspective of this service from where you're at. Draw a, a picture. How many would have trouble with that? Do we have any artists in the house? Brother Mike Myers is a, is a pretty good artist. I am not artistic, and so mine would be one-dimensional. Let me know what I'm talking about. Amen. Uh, one dimension does not show you the detail that you necessarily need to see to have an accurate point of view. Somebody say amen. From each perspective in this place this morning, things would look different. 
Amen. From where you're sitting in the church this morning, it would look different. Amen. From where you're at, uh, it's going to look different if you're sitting over here in the back or if you're sitting over here in the front. Amen. Uh, regardless of whatever point of view that you have, the preacher's still pretty ugly. <laughs> Come on, loosen up a little bit. Amen. It, it doesn't matter really. Uh, there are some things that don't change about the perspective, but there are certain details that do change. It matters where you're at. I had somebody tell me a, a couple weeks ago, they sat in a different place of, of the church, and they said it was different. Amen. I felt like I was in a new church. I was sitting around different people. I saw things from a different angle, from a different perspective. Come on. How many know that we? it's a different perspective depending on where you're at in position? Somebody say amen. Where you're at, you have a certain perspective from. Amen. But you are limited to that perspective based on where you're located or where you're positioned. Somebody say amen. In order to find a different perspective, you have to go to a different position. Amen. Uh, there are times in, in, in relationships and circumstances where perspective brings a matter of uh, a difference or division. Amen. How many know that my perspective is based on what I see from where I'm at as being true or reality? Somebody say amen. What I see is, is it's truth to me. Amen. And where I'm at and what I'm capable of perceiving within myself. Somebody say amen. If you go through a situation or circumstance that involves other people, how many know that that circumstance is going to be perceived by them based on where they're at and how that circumstance affected them? Amen. We have to understand that life is not necessarily just about us. Amen. Life is not just about our perspective or how we see it. Come on, the reason sometimes that we can't get along with people is because we want everybody to see life through our vision or through our point of view. Come on, and when they don't see it the way we want to see it, then, then we can't have any more relationship with them and we go our merry way. Amen. How many know that in order to have a perfect view of a situation, you got to see things from every point of view? Somebody say amen. Is this okay this morning? Are you with me today? Amen. If, if Brother Smith and I have a disagreement and something happens and we're affected differently by a situation, uh, I say I tell him my point of view. Come on. Amen. And he, 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 he's trying to tell me his point of view while I'm telling him my point of view. Let me know what I'm talking about. Neither one of us are really trying to understand. We're just trying to get our point across because the only thing that matters to us is our point of view and our feelings and the way that we see things. But we need to grow up and understand we can't act like children anymore, that we are living adult lives in an adult world. We need to have adult conversations and adult communication and talk things out sometimes so that we can understand what the people around us are going through. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. It's... 
Amen. The reason why marriages fail is because there's a lack of communication. What is communication? Communication is me communicating to somebody else, to another person or more people, how I'm feeling, what I'm going through, what I'm facing. Come on, how it made me feel. The uh, communicating the trouble, communicating the, the the my point of view and the way that I see things. But it's not just that; it's receiving other points of view so that my the people around me can tell me how they feel and what they felt and how it made them feel. Come on, what they're going through, what they're feeling. Amen. So that I can have a perfect perspective on the situations. Let me say. Amen. How many know that we need more points of view than just our own? If we only have our own point of view, we are one dimensional. Amen. In order for us to have an, add another dimension, we need people around us that can help us see things that we can't see on our own. Come on. And understand things that we can't understand on our own. If we're having a hard time seeing, amen. If we're having a hard time perceiving, amen. We need people around us that we can trust that can give us a point of view, a correct point of view that will help us see things more clearly. Somebody say amen. But we also need God. Man, because the people around me can't really truly give me God's perspective. Amen. They, if they're led by God and God gives them a word for me, they can speak into my life. Come on. If they're a pastor and anointed to be a pastor or a leader or a prophet or an evangelist or an apostle, if they're one of the five ministry gifts and their teacher, they're able to point me in the right direction and give me God's word on a particular subject. Amen. How many know there's people that are anointed to do that? Amen. But uh, they can't truly speak to me the way that God can speak to me. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, I need God's perspective. Amen. In situations where, have you ever had a situation where you can't find common ground? Man, you've had an argument. You've had a disagreement. And, and your perspective's over here and their perspective's over here. And you're trying to hear their perspective, but and you come to the place where you say, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. There's a lot of that in the world. Amen. People think that if I can just get you to agree with me, then we can have unity. But that's not the way it goes. How many know we are limited? We, we are limited on our ability to see. The only thing that I can see is from the perspective I'm at. Come on, the old, I, I can see based on my education, based on my experiences and what I've learned. I can see based on my years on the earth. Come on, amen. I can see based on what I have, but what I have is limited. Somebody say, I'm limited. I can't see everything there is to see. And I can't understand everything there is to understand. And you can't see everything there is to see. And you can't understand everything that there is to understand. That's why there has to be a standard. Come on. There has to be an absolute. 
There has to be something that is foundational, something that is truth, something that is the actual reality of the way things are. Amen. Something that is all-powerful and something that is all-knowing and something that is everywhere at the same time, that has a position that nobody else has, that can see everything the way it is. I come to preach to you this morning. If you don't have God in your perspective, then you are limited and you are utterly going to fail. Amen. Amen. We base what we see on the things around us. Amen. We look at our bodies. Amen. We look at our jobs or our money or our possessions and we judge our lives based on the things that we can see. But there's a lot more to this than what you can see with your natural eye. If that's all that you think life's about, then you're missing the point. Amen. You're missing it all together for this body is just a shell of a lot of things that you cannot see. Amen. Amen. This body does not necessarily tell the story of what's going on on the inside of a person because there's one part of a man that's eternal and that is his soul. And this body is just a shell or a cloak of the soul. Amen. If your life is just based on what you can see and all of your circumstances and situations you deal with based on what you can see, then you're missing the point. At some point in your life, you got to get a hold of something that's deeper than you. Come on. That's bigger than you. That's farther than you. You got to get a hold of something that will cause you to see what is actually true. Somebody say amen. amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Somebody say, I am limited. What I can see is limited. Have you ever been on a mountain? Amen. A couple years ago, I was in Wheeling, West Virginia, and I went up on the mountain, and it was Clearview Mountain. Somebody say, it's Clearview. got to the top of that mountain, it was a clear view. Somebody say amen. When I was down in the bottom, has anybody ever been at the bottom? I couldn't see what I saw when I got on the mountain. Things looked a whole lot different from up there than they did at the bottom. Amen. I'm telling you, based on where you're at in life, will determine how you see things. Our perspective is changeable. Amen. Our perspective and our vision is changeable based on where you're at right now and how things are going. You see things a certain way. Somebody say amen. It's a roller coaster ride. It's up one day and it's down the next. Amen. If I'm in the valley, if I'm down low, I'm feeling gloomy, I'm feeling down. Come on. I'm under circumstances, I'm under pressure and situations. My perspective on life is a whole lot different than when everything's gone my way, everything's gone right, everything's gone the way that it should go. All the bills are paid, the kids are acting right, I'm feeling good in my body, life is good. 
Amen. But our feelings are, are, uh, are affected by our perspective. Amen. But we have to realize we can't always focus on the things that we can see because there's more to this life than just whether or not everything's going right in my natural world. Amen. How many know that all things that were made were made by things that you can't see? And so everything that exists is pointing to something that's beyond what you can see. Amen. Because there's a God that spoke everything into existence that has all power in heaven and in earth. And regardless of what I'm going through today, there is a perspective I need to get a hold of that will help me cope with what I'm going through, help me deal with what I'm facing in my life. Does anybody know that to be true this morning? I need a new perspective. Somebody say, I need a new perspective. So I said, so when I put them on, I'm going to become Captain America. She said, no, it's not the way it works. But you will be able to see better. You see, I have a problem with distance. I can see close up. And I take these, I can read, I can, I can do everything perfectly close up. If I have to see, like reading that TV, you know, the bottom line across it, it's, it's difficult for me because I can't see distance. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Some people can see distance, but they can't see close up. You know what I'm talking about? And then there's people that have 20-20 vision. Yeah, rude. Get out of here. I can't relate to somebody that sees perfectly. Somebody say Amen. You have 20-20 vision because you've got contacts. Laser surgery. He got it corrected. Elbow your neighbor and tell him you need some corrective surgery. Amen. So I got these because I have a DOT physical coming up. And I'm going to be 48 this month. I know I don't look that old. But the last time, two years ago, I took a DOT physical, I passed by the skin of my teeth. I mean, I was straining with every ounce of energy I had trying to read the letters. In fact, I cheated. As we're walking past the sign, I read the lines I needed to read. Close up, and I memorized them. And she said, "Cover your right eye and read line six lines." And I was like, "R U Q T E." Right? <laughs> and she must have been able to tell. So she said, "Read this one." I didn't know there was two signs. sure your sins will find you out. You think you're getting away with it. I was like, huh? I got to do it again? She's like, read this one. I was like, can I take a step, a couple steps closer? 
I was like, when you can't, you can't. When you can't see it, you can't see it. Amen. It's a matter of perspective. You got to be able to see it. Somebody say amen. Amen. I barely passed. And I told Becca, you, we need went to the eye doctor and got a prescription so I could get a pair of glasses just in case. I can't pass it. I'll whip these bad boys. All right. Amen. Because these give me a different point of view. Come on. These bring things in a little closer to me so that I can see what I need to see and I can I can I can I can identify what I need to identify. I can see the detail that I need to see. Come on somebody. I need I need something in my world that brings things a little bit closer to my life that I can understand and that I can see. Amen. Sometimes we think that God is so far away that he don't know where we're at and he don't know what we're going through and he don't know what we're struggling with. But I come to preach to this church this morning. God knows where you're at. He's with you. He knows what you're struggling with. He knows the feeling. He says that we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities for he was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. What does that mean? That means he went through what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. He can feel the weaknesses and he can feel the emotions. He can understand the frustration. He knows what you're facing but he has something that will help you see just a little more clearly and if I can just get a little bit more vision, I can take one more step. Come on. If I can get a little more revelation, I can take one more step. If I can understand a little more clearly, I can make that decision. Somebody say amen. It's all a matter of perspective. How many know that your prescription is individual to you? before you get up and move around. I don't want to be paying any hospital bills. Amen. Changes things, don't it? Now put them back on. That's nice. I can see your faces clearly. Careful now, don't be giving me any dirty looks. I can see the bewildered look on somebody's, some of the people's faces. What is he talking about? Amen. We need God's perspective. Why do we need God's perspective? Because God sees things that we can't see. And he understands things that we can't understand. He's everywhere at the same time. He's not, he's not held to one position. But he sees every position. Come on, somebody. There is a God that understands where you're at. Amen. Hebrews 4 and 12, I want you to put it on the board this morning. For the word of God 
verse 4 tonight. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Stay with me. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God's word is alive and it's powerful and it's sharp and it has the ability to pierce down into the areas in our life that nobody else can see. It has the ability to get down to the place that makes us who we are. Come on, it gets down to the thoughts and the intents of the heart and all those things that we think we know and all those truths that we've developed over a life of experience of things telling us who we are and what we are. Come on, how many know some of us have been through some things that have shaped our thoughts and what we perceive to be true? But I come to preach to you today, you can't depend on those experiences to tell you who you are because those are imperfect people that you're dealing with. Come on, those are imperfect circumstances that you're dealing with. If you came from a family where your mom and dad loved each other and they loved you, then you come from a, a different stock than half of the world because half of the world come from broken homes where there was fights all the time and where there's divorce and brokenness and separation. Come on, and somebody that grew up in a family that stayed together has a hard time understanding people that come from a broken and home, depending on what you come through, you view marriage in a different way and relationships and people and men and women and trouble. Come on, you deal through with insecurity in a different way based on where you come from. You can't draw truth based on where you come from, what you've been through and how people treated you. You need God's word and you need the voice of God in your life. Amen, because when God begins to speak, his word pierces down into the dividing of soul and spirit. That's who I am and who he is. Come on, how many know he is spirit and he is life? He is truth, but I am soul. Anything that comes from me is not gonna be like God, amen. I have to understand that God's ways are not my ways. Neither are his thoughts my thoughts. For like the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways higher than my ways and his thoughts than my thoughts. And when the word of God begins to speak, it pierces into that innermost being of a man or a woman and it begins to divide things out and say, this is you and this is me. Come on, you need to take on a little more of what the spirit of God is saying to you and a little less of what your own mind is trying to tell you. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you've been hurt by people, if there's a man in your life that harmed you, you're going to have a hard time trusting them. Come on. If, you, if there's relationships that have been broken and you couldn't, you, you've had five marriages and, and the one you're in now you're not married to. All the Bible people know who I'm talking about. Man, there's going to be a lot about relationships that you disdain. 
Come on, a commitment and covenant. Come on, there's going to be a lot of brokenness, a lot of failure, a lot of mistakes. Come on, somebody, you may know what I'm talking about. And we can base our truth on what we've been through and what we've experienced and what we've done and what we've come through. And we can put up walls of separation to everybody around us to try to keep people from hurting us again. But what you need is you need a dose of God's word. You need the voice of God in your life to redefine you. Come on, to redefine who you are, you need to be transformed and renewed by the spirit of your mind that ye may know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Somebody say, I need God's word. God's word gets down, like they say, where the rubber meets the road. It gets down on the inside. You know, nobody else can do that. Nothing else in the world is going to minister to your soul like God's word. Necessary. Somebody say it's necessary. Then he says this in the next verse. Put it up there. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. sees it all. That ought to bring some godly fear in our lives because when we think we're hiding, we're not. I told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. Is that all right? I used to play hide and seek with my kids. My kids loved hide and seek. Dad, just play hide and seek. Okay, I'll count. Go ahead, hide. One, two, three. Y'all know the game. Close your eyes, Dad. I'm not watching. I remember Luke playing hide and seek. and Their idea was if I, if they couldn't see me, then I couldn't see them. And so they would get in a corner somewhere. And they would come out. Because, it, because if, I, if they couldn't see me, then they're hidden. And I would come in the room and, where are they at? Oh, where are they at? There's Luke standing there with his eyes covered. Where are they at? Man, this is a good hiding spot. I can't find them. Then I could hear them giggling. You know, they're like talking for no reason. Then finally, after a couple minutes, I'm be like, there he is right there. And grab a hold of him, shake him. Amen. Because if we can't see God, we think that God can't see us. And if we go far away from maybe where we think his presence is, then his presence won't find me where I'm at. But how many know it doesn't matter where you go? Come on, it doesn't matter how far in the depths you go, he's there. It doesn't matter if you ascend to the highest mountain, he's there. 
It doesn't matter if you go to the depths of the ocean. How many know he's there? Amen. You can try to hide from him, but it's not going to happen. Somebody say amen. We have to understand God sees everything. But all things, somebody say all things. All things. All things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. All things. Somebody say all things. sees it all. He, he, it's naked to him. That means it's without a cloak. That means it's as it really is. It also, when I was looking it up this morning, it said of the soul whose garment is the body. The body is the garment of the soul. It's the covering. It's the outside of what's on the inside. Amen. How many know we dress up the body as good as we can to make it look the best? Try to cover up all the flaws. And I got this suit jacket a little bigger. Because if I can cover it up, then it, it ain't there. That's our that's that's our way of seeing things. If I can if I can cover it up, that means it's not there. If other people can't see it, that means it doesn't exist. Amen. But how many know covering up doesn't do anything beneficial for you? Man, there's no change in covering up. There's no change in pretending. Come on, church. There's no change in cloaking ourselves with a garment trying to put something on that doesn't really express who we are. Amen. Uh, the, the, the body is the cloak for the soul. The soul, we worry about the outside and we forget about what's going on on the inside. But understand, all things are naked and opened unto God. Amen. So that regardless of what we do on the outside, the heart of a man, he can clearly see. He can clearly see your heart, your soul, what you're struggling with, what, what, what the offenses in your heart, the thoughts of your mind. He can clearly see them. And if he can clearly see them, he's able and, and, and to, to speak to that. Come on, to send a word that would speak and minister to that part of your life so that he might bring healing, not to your outward body, but to your inward soul. Amen. Because everything you do on the outside is a representation of what's on the inside. Am I preaching to anybody? I need to be changed on the inside. I need a word from God that'll shake me to my core. I need a word from God that will get down past all the pretense and past all the, the partitions and walls that I put up and that will minister to who I really am. I need God to speak a word that will change me in the foundation of my being. I need a word that will change me in, the, in my soul. 
Come on, I need God to do to give me a perspective that will change how I think on the inside. Come on, how I view myself, how I view the world around me. Come on, I need God to minister to my perspective this morning. I need to see through a different lens. I need to see the path that I'm on. I need to understand the path that I'm walking. Come on, I need to understand the decisions that I'm making. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Time the time time for excluding God from your life is over. You need to get on your knees before God and say, I need guidance. I need help. I need a word from your lips. Somebody say amen. I need a word from the Lord because I understand he's the only one who can. He's the only one that sees it. He's the only one that understands it completely. Somebody say amen. He's the only one that knows exactly what I need. Come on. He's the only one that can truly understand what I'm facing and what I'm going through. Come on, there's a reason why he went to the cross. There's a reason why he took upon himself the sins of us all. There's a reason why he stood at that whipping post and took those beaten upon his back and his blood poured out. There's a reason why he wanted to experience the things that he experienced, that he might be a faithful high priest to those things pertaining unto God. He went where you were so that he can bring you where he's at. We have to understand he's the only one who can. Amen. We keep going to people to try to talk about our problems. Amen. The problem is, is we don't talk to anybody that disagrees with us. We only talk to people that agree with us. Boy, it got quiet. need a different perspective. Come on, if you need out from where you're at, you got to see things differently. If you want to win this war and the things that you're fighting against, you're going to have to see through the eyes of God. At some point in your life, you got to get God's perspective. You got to desire it. Come on. You got to want to see it. Somebody say amen. We talk and we talk and we talk things don't get any better. The more we talk, the more confused we get. Come on. You've talked about it long enough. Come on, somebody. You've talked about it long enough. You've wore it out. Amen. Telling everybody around you what you're going through and what you're facing. Amen. They've all heard it two or three times. They know what you're going through. Come on. It's time that you quit talking to people who can't fix it and you start talking to somebody who can't. Come on, it's time that you put away your talk and you get your ears out and begin to listen. Somebody say, man, I need God's perspective. I need to hear what God has to say. Somebody say, man. The servant of the Lord was in a place where Something come against him. Woke up in the morning. The city was surrounded. Somebody say the city was surrounded. 
It was surrounded by an army. An army that was not for him, but against him. And they were come there for one reason, and that's to destroy Elisha. Elisha represents the man of God or the voice of God. Amen. We need the voice of God. We need somebody to preach us truth. Somebody say amen. We need uh, the, the, the armies that were contrary to Elisha, they were trying to shut him up. You know, if the enemy can shut up the voice of God in your life, He can defeat you. Somebody say amen. If he can stop the voice of truth and cause you just to focus on the circumstances that surround you, he can destroy you. Because the faith that you have is put in things that you can't see. Right? So if you look at your circumstances and you are destroyed by them and overcome by them, your faith is destroyed. Somebody say amen. The whole purpose of the army was to destroy Elisha. The voice of God. The voice of truth. Right? They, they compassed the city. They surrounded the city. They besieged it. They had it surrounded. Every side, didn't no matter where they turned, they saw the, army, the enemy's army. They may know what I'm talking about. Amen. It didn't matter which, which way they tried to go or which way they tried to escape. There was no escape from the army that was sent to destroy them. Amen. Because there's, there, there's, a, there's a prince in the power of the air and there's a, there's a set of adversaries that are against God working in your life and they use the natural uh, around you to try to destroy your faith. Amen. They want you to see things that, that aren't really there and perceive things to be a certain way when they're really not that way. Amen. We have to understand the need for God's perspective. Because without God's perspective, there was no remedy. There was no way out. Come on. There was no victory. If they would have succumbed to what he was seeing with his natural eyes, he would have given in and been destroyed. Come on, but the whole uh, way of escape was set up uh, through seeing something that nobody else could see, but only somebody that could see through the eyes of God. Amen. We have to understand the importance of the prophetic in our life. We have to understand the importance of somebody that can minister God's word in our life. Because when the circumstances around us have us surrounded and it seemingly looks like we're going to be destroyed, we need a voice from heaven that's able to see something and utter something that we're not able to comprehend with our natural minds or see with our natural eyes. I need the word of God in my life. this they got us surrounded there's no way huh? 
would you bring me to this, Lord? Why would you bring me to this, God? You must hate me. There's somebody that hates you, but it's not God. this is? What is it? Yeah, what's it playing? My heart breaks for you. That's what you get for your pity. Nothing. Pity won't get you anywhere. Right? God don't want us to pity ourselves. He wants us to understand who we are. Amen. The problem wasn't that the enemy come against him. The problem was the servant didn't understand who he was with. He didn't understand the power of God and the power of God's word in his life. And that as long as he stayed with the prophet, though the enemy couldn't do anything to destroy him, right? Come on. He, he, needed a, he needed a lesson in understanding God's purpose and God's will. Because even though the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Come on. He will come in to try and destroy and try and to confuse and try and to distract. But we have to understand that the ways of God are greater than the ways of your adversary and when it looks like you can't make it through that's when God's going to make a way when there seems to be no way amen the prophet's like so frustrating Lord God I pray that, that his eyes would be He was already perceiving. He's already understanding to a certain extent. In a natural way. He said, Lord, I pray that his eyes be open. Because when you're looking at the flesh, you're looking at the cloak. Come on, there's a cloak. Flesh is a cloak. The body is a cloak for the soul. You can't really see what you need to see when you're just looking through these eyes. It's got to come from the Lord. It's got to come from within. Come on, somebody. There's a spiritual perception that needs to be opened up. And he said, he prayed, Lord, let his eyes be open.
prophet lives. I can get used to this. You know that we can have it. It's available. God can open our eyes that we can see. We can see things that other people don't see, and we can understand things that the world around us don't understand. See, that's why they're chasing lust, and that's why they're chasing pleasure, and that's why they're, they're, they're chasing entertainment, and that's why they're, they're chasing money, and they're chasing possessions, and they're chasing everything there is in this world to try to, to try to get a hold of because they think that that will make their life purposeful, that will make their life meaningful, and that will make their life fulfilled. But I come to preach to you today that the more you get, the more empty you're going to be, that's not the things that's going to fulfill us. But when you put on the eyes of God and you begin to look through the, the, the eyes of the word of God and understand God's perspective, all of a sudden you begin to chase things that you can't see. You begin to chase the knowledge and the wisdom of the Lord and the revelation of Jesus Christ and the love of God that, that surpasses all understanding and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Everything that God has becomes available to us. Uh, come on, everything he has in his armory becomes available to those that walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. Come on, there's something you need to put on today, and it's the will of God. It's the word of God. It's the voice of God. I need God's perspective in my life. I need a word from the Lord. Stand with me all around the building. When he saw Bible said he prayed, Lord, let his eyes be opened. And the Bible says, and he saw. And when he saw, he wasn't scared. He wasn't scared. When he saw, they were able to design a plan to lead the army that has come to destroy them away so that they might be destroyed. All because he saw. Well, if I could just, if I could just get through this season or if I could just get through this opposition or if I can just, that's not going to do it. You have to see. You have to see. Somebody say, I have to see. You have to see God's perspective. You can talk to your friends. They can all tell you that you're right. They can all agree with you what you should do and come on how you should combat this or how you should combat that or what decision to make but if they're led by this you're playing right into your enemy's hands if they would have tried to go out and fight them they would have been destroyed Because God already had a plan. God's already got a path. God's already 
already got away. There's been times where things have come against us, Beck and I, and your immediate reaction is, I'm ready to fight. Right? That's me. But then I take a step back. I said to Becca just recently, why why don't we just let the Lord fight this battle? Why don't we we just put this in his hands? My way is not his way. My thoughts are not his thoughts. Come on, we need to get to this revelation in our lives that just because I think it doesn't mean it's the right thing or just because I want it doesn't. Man, the heart is deceitfully wicked, desperately wicked. Who can know it, the Bible says. I need God's perspective. I need God to speak to me, show me, open my eyes, change me on the inside. Somebody say amen. Our first inclination is to try to do it ourselves. But after you've lived for God for a little while, you begin to understand you can't do anything yourself. Because we're depending on a God that is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. There's no variableness with Him, He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the foundation on which everything was built, everything was made, how everything exists, everything continues in operation because of Him. Come on, He's before all things. Before you were struggling, He was already there. We need to feel after the Lord today and say, God, less of me and more of you. You know, true worship is when you you lay down you and you lift up him. Come on. You, you lay down your way and you exalt his way. You lay down your thoughts and you exalt his thoughts. Come on. You lay down your perspective and you pick up his perspective. The greatest worship we could ever give God is living out the Word of God in our lives. It's a witness to everybody around us that the hand of the Lord is upon our lives. Come on, that the blessing of the Lord is upon us. It speaks for itself. Amen. I wonder today if we can lift our hands to the Lord right where you're at and say, God, I lift my hands right where I'm at, Lord, in the situation that I'm in. I can't change it, Lord. I can't see it any different than the way that I see it without you. I need you, Lord, to help me change my perspective, God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, why don't you feel after the Lord today? Lift your voice. Lift your voice.
I wonder if we could all gather around the front this morning as a family. Come on, press in here close. Just lift your hands to the Lord and just just pray to Him today. It's just you and Jesus. It's you and Jesus. Every one of us, this is not a message that, that only applies to one or two people. This is something that every one of us need to understand. It matters what you see and what you focus on. It matters. What you're focusing on will ultimately decide what direction you go and what decision that you make. Whether you give up and give in or whether you persevere, whether you overcome or whether you're overcame by, the, by whatever you're facing, our perspective will determine where the Lord says that he is the lifter of our head. When you lift your head, you automatically lift your eyes. Amen. He said, lift your eyes unto the hills whence cometh your help. For your help comes from above. Amen. Amen. He's available this morning. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. He knows the enemy that's the onslaught of the enemy that's been put against you. He sees it. He understands it. But the question is not whether or not he sees you, but do you see him? Come on, he's available. He's there. But do we see him? Have we, have we, have we attempted to hear his voice or his word? Have we attempted to get a word from him? Have we attempted to lift our eyes to heaven? One glimpse of him will change everything. Come on, one moment in his presence will lift our hearts and lift our faith and lift our eyes to, to rebound from where the enemy is trying to do. I come to tell this church this morning there is an enemy that is set against us to destroy us. He wants to destroy your family. 
He wants to destroy your, your, the call of God on your life. He wants to destroy uh, your, your children, your, your heart, your mind. He wants to destroy your soul in hell. He sinned against you. The only, the only weapon we have, come on, is God's word for our life. We got to see it. Come on, we got to see it. We got to rise above where we're at and what we're going through and understand that I look not on the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen because there is a plan far greater than what I'm going through right now. I just need to get a glimpse of what's beyond my natural. Come on. I just need to get a glimpse of what's what's beyond my pain. I just need to get a glimpse of what's beyond my affliction. I just need to get a glimpse of what's beyond my trouble. One glimpse will give you the faith to conquer. Come on, lift your hands, lift your eyes towards heaven and reach for him today. I want you to pray, God, open my eyes. Open my eyes that I can see. Open my eyes that I can perceive. Open my eyes so that I can see the plan of heaven. Come on, open my eyes so I can see how it is you see me. Open my eyes so I can know and understand your thoughts towards me and your plans for me. That's not of evil, but to give me hope and to give me a future. Come on, there's hope beyond the affliction. There's hope beyond the pain. Come on, there's hope beyond the brokenness. God's plan is greater than any other plan. And God's love is greater than anything that can ever come against you. Come on, reach reach for it this morning. Come on, there's clarity. There's clarity in the Spirit. Cause me to see, Lord. Show me, God. Dreams and visions, Lord. Speak your word to us, God. Come on, tell the Lord this morning, my heart is open. Come on, my spirit is willing. I just need to see you. I need to, I need my eyes to see, Lord. I need to perceive what you see in the spirit. I need to understand it. The biggest lie of the enemy is telling you that it doesn't exist, that God don't love you, that there is no way of escape. I bind that spirit. I rebuke that devil in the name of Jesus. There is a plan. There is a future. Come on. There is a way out. There is a remedy. There is a healing. Come on. God is the lifter of your head.
focus on my natural. Come on. I'm not going to focus on the things that got me surrounded. I'm not going to focus on the trouble. I'm not going to focus on the affliction. I'm going to focus on you and your power to bring me out. You and your word for my life. You and your healing. You, God, and your way of escape. your hands just a few more moments tell the Lord show me your glory hallelujah show me your glory come on show me Lord open my eyes to see my ears to hear I want to know I want to see I want to understand in the name of Jesus every spirit of confusion every spirit of confusion and distraction every spirit of darkness that's been sent to blind our eyes come on exalt God's way right now I loose your word to go forth Lord I loose clarity unto your people God Lord open their eyes that they might see in the name of Jesus
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.